come to kindergarten class. The Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. And today we have an interview with Mary Perry, the author of Sadie McGrady Runs for President, which is an adorable little book about a girl who is running for president. Your students will love it. I'm always looking for great literature that teaches children about the electoral system. And it's such a great jumping off point for play opportunities. And we're all about learning through play. Mary is a writer and mother of three with a passion for including more women in politics and leadership. Through her work and her own daughter who sought a way in to civic engagement, Mary has seen kids with passion and ambition for creating change. She has come to believe that leadership can be experienced and nurtured from a very young age, and she wrote Sadie McGrady Runs for President to help parents and daughters become empowered and to become women who lead. She hopes her writing can inspire kids to take their own goals and ideas seriously and to set their goals for leadership roles, whatever path in life they choose. Okay, today we are joined by Mary Perry, who is the author of Sadie McGrady Runs for President, which is adorable. And Thank it's, you. Yeah, I really, it's so cute and it's so positive and I think kids are going to love reading it, especially with an election this year. Right, great timing. Would you, could you read us a little bit of it? Absolutely. Sadie McGrady had great spunk and drive. She made up her mind at the ripe age of five. To help make the world a much better place, she wanted to throw her hat in the race. Running for president was Sadie's big quest, but it wouldn't be easy. Was she up for this test? Flat out excited, but quite nervous too, Sadie McGrady wasn't sure what to do. She asked friends to help. They made buttons and signs. Then she marched in parades and shook hands in long lines. And when it came time to debate her opponent, Sadie stood tall. She seized the moment. <laughs> it's, I love how your main character is so positive and excited. And it, I think it's a really inspiring book for little ones to read. Thanks. Yeah, we had, um, it was really positive in the beginning. We had to add a little more um, drama for the, for the story quality. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yes, yeah, Sadie is, is here to inspire. And where can, where can everyone find your book? So the book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's available through the publisher's website, which is inkshares.com. And then it's in, um, sorry, it's in independent bookstores as well. Okay, good. Cause we want to make sure everybody can find it. That's very important because yes. I know everyone's going to want to run out and get a copy for their classroom. Um, could you talk a little bit about, you, you said that you, this is inspired by your own daughter. Yes. Uh, so in 2012, my daughter was 10, and she came um, to a field office with me. We were doing some political campaign work, and uh, she was really uh, excited by uh, being introduced to the whole campaign process. And she saw people calling voters and saw people going out to knock on doors and, and encourage people to vote. And she thought that process was really fun. So she turned to me one day and she said, um, who can run for president? And I said, well, you know, anyone can under these certain rules and guidelines. You need to be 35 and these other parameters. But 
Um, So that was sort of eye-opening to her that she could actually run for president someday. Mm -hmm. And I was sort of astonished, like, you know, of course you could run for president. How do you not know this? So I I began talking to her about it and talking about her first opportunities to run, which would be student government. And, um, you know, I kind of, like a lot of parents do, ran to my computer and started searching for other resources. What else can I offer her to show her that leadership is something that is open to her? And I didn't find the books uh, that I thought I would. I I found a lot of books for parents, um, how to raise leaders, how to um, raise strong leaders. But I wasn't finding a lot of books that were geared for kids um, that were encouraging them, especially to run for office, but um, even, you know, just sort of opening that door that leadership roles are open to them. Mm -hmm. So that's what inspired the book was her excitement about campaigns and her um, her setting her goal that she would like to run for president someday too. Um, that was really fun for me. And I, I love how you break down because the election process can be so overwhelming, especially when you're little. And I love how you break it down into simple little concepts that even little kids can understand. Yeah, I try to think through um, what are the parts of a campaign that kids are exposed to. So they see the yard signs, they see the the campaign buttons, and that's all fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And they might see some clips of media interviews and and then voting. Hopefully they go with their parents to vote. Um, They can go along and see what that process is like because it's so important for everyone to vote. Um, So, and then thinking ahead about, you know, being a leader, even at a really big role like the President of the United States and envisioning that, that that's something that they can do um, and that they can set their goals high and, and achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any advice for teachers who want to inspire the kids in their classroom to be leaders and ways that they can help encourage leadership qualities in their, their classroom? Sure. I think um, there are a number of ways. Um, I think that Sadie McGrady runs for president touches on courage and confidence. And mm-hmm. um, but I think there are a number of ways that um, teachers can talk about um, whether it's election related or not. Building those leadership skills of sharing your opinion, which isn't always easy. Um, for some, it's easier than others. Like encouraging all students to. Um, share their opinions and also be respectful of other folks' opinions, but also, you know, just being able to speak up. Um, and I know my, one of my students had a teacher who was passionate about getting kids up in front of others, even in first grade, um, to to make sure that they weren't fidgeting and being able to kind of start those early public speaking skills. Um, so those are a couple of ways teachers can talk about. Also, asking for help. I know that was one thing that my daughter. Um, was nervous about even in middle school was, well, I want to run for president, but I kind of feel awkward asking other kids to support me. Why should they support me? So mm-hmm. talking about the, you know, the process of, you know, you believe in yourself, so your friends will believe in you too. And re- being able to ask for help on your campaign or, or solving a problem as a leader in the classroom or at home. Um, and then also, I think an important thing for, for teachers and parents to talk about their kids with is um, being brave to face situations where you might fail, mm-hmm. and that failure isn't um, failure can be something that's a valuable lesson. It doesn't have to be something that scares you away from trying something new. Mm-hmm. So those, I think, are all the lessons that I hope that readers will take from the book. Yeah, 
I especially like the idea of asking for help and being willing to make mistakes because I don't know that our kids always equate leadership with those more, um, I, I, those seem needy maybe to kids sometimes, but it's okay to need other people and it's okay to have, have trouble and it's okay to ask for help. Right, and a campaign is a perfect way to, to look at that sort of, um, even the President of the United States, um, when you're running for that office, you need a lot of help, not just from your campaign staff, but from volunteers across the country in every state. So even the most, you know, what kids might see as the most powerful leadership position in our country is someone who has to ask for a lot of help. So it's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially when you equate the President with somebody who needs help because that's a very powerful position so I like that thanks I think that would mean a lot to kids do you I I was thinking a lot about um, the younger grades because I don't know that there's an inequality between girls and boys in the very very young grades as far as who feels they can accomplish things but I know that at some point along the way girls start to some girls not all girls some girls start to hold back and not put themselves out there as much as the boys do. Do you see that as, a, as something that happens? Um, I've definitely noticed um, with my daughter that the older she got, the more I think they start to see more roadblocks um, to leadership or, or maybe haven't practiced those um, sharing opinions or public speaking skills. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I, I'm not sure what happens, but I do know that um, I've read about in middle school that that mm-hmm. seems to be a time when girls really do start to pull back a little bit, whether from sports or other leadership opportunities, become a little more timid. And uh, I think um, starting, my hope was um, that starting these conversations really early with girls and talking about um, I think it's even okay in the early grades to talk about parity and equality in a in a really simple way. Um, for example, in our country, there are 100 senators, but only 20% of those are women. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 out of 100 are women, but for the people voting to elect those offices, 50% are women, so that we... Um, aren't, don't have a representative government. I'm sure that's way too big of a word to be talking about <laughs> in kindergarten and first grade. But yeah. teachers can find a way to talk about, you know, should there be, um, if 50% of voters are women, then should we have that equal number of women serving? Mm-hmm. And why don't we? Maybe we need more people to run. So mm-hmm. maybe you should think about running too so that we can have more women to choose from an office. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything we can do for our little ones, for the for the boys and for the girls, that will help them as they get older and as they want to take risks, other than what you've already said, which is all fantastic? Do you think there's anything else we can do to uh, help them have confidence as they get older? I think um, starting the conversations early and then identifying role models, but then practice. I think the more we can open up opportunities, I think... A lot of times, um, especially the students who are more likely to step back and let someone else do it, I think if they're encouraged um, to try something or told that they could possibly do something, it kind of opens up um, an opportunity for them that they maybe didn't consider before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even talked to um, adults who are now in, in powerful leadership roles who said at one point they were um, 
considering either running for town council or or something or they were I I should say they weren't considering they were talking about an issue and hoping to find someone else to fix the problem and they had a spouse or a friend say why don't you do that you could do that I could see you in that role and when they explain I could see you in that role sometimes people need to hear that from someone else and so I'm sure that's true with kids also the more we can help them um, like Sadie does, um, try on this role and see what it was. What, it, what would it be like? And then, you know, once I've practiced it a time or two or thought about it a time or two, then maybe it becomes a little less um, unbelievable and a little more realistic. Uh-huh. I think that having Sadie McGrady runs for president in uh, the classroom this year will be especially useful for teachers because I know there's a lot of teachers who want to plan lessons to do with the election and tie in government to what's going on in current events. Do you have any other suggestions of things teachers could do uh, this this year to help their kids understand the election process and what's going on and uh, just how they're how it affects them and sure Um, I think um, of course talking to kids about um, the process of the election what campaigns are all about, um, getting information to the voters about the candidates' opinions mm-hmm. and that those candidates are sharing their opinions and um, helping them see the election process maybe through the eyes of their parent or themselves as a future voter, mm-hmm. um, talking about how important voting is um, to determining uh, who our leaders are and and. Um, sort of getting that buy-in for the election process. But I do think as far as, you know, some fun that they can have in the classroom, I think um, Sadie has some step-by-step kind of campaign stops that she participates in in the book that are something that can be replicated for um, in the classroom. So, you know, from designing buttons and signs, which could be a fun coloring project, but also is empowering in I'm going to write my name on that button, and mm-hmm. then I'm envisioning myself, you know, as a potential future leader. Um, even having a, a debate, and maybe we're debating something really fun, like should the class pet be a guinea pig or um, a, a gecko? <laughs> um, you know, just creating, having some fun and seeing what it's like to debate. So going through those different campaign um, steps, but then you know, I really think an important part for the kids to understand about the election and some things that they can do in the classroom to reinforce would be um, just maybe looking at the different ways that they're exposed to elections and campaigns. Um, And that, again, is through what they see as far as yard signs around town or um, the media clips that they see and and maybe even just talking to them about what they think and I mean, you definitely in the classroom would want to be careful about starting campaign conversations, um, but just kind of getting their feel for how important they think voting is. And um, I think that would be a good place to start. Yeah. I think your book has a lot of great jumping off points for play in the classroom, too, because you lay out so many steps that Sadie goes through that I could see a lot of kids running with. Like... Uh, the fact that she does interviews. I could see the kids really running with that and interviewing each other and setting up a little news station. 
that was one thing I really liked about your book is I felt like it would really inspire uh, the kids' playfulness as far as right. elections. And when they, um, giving them these different prompts to try on these, you know, sort of fun playtime activities, but that they're, you know, sort of talking about them, um, about how these are opportunities for them to practice leadership and that actually um, answering questions in a debate is leadership. You're offering your opinion and identifying um, that these different steps that you take are you're showing leadership qualities or helping in the classroom, doing community service as leadership. Um, and so uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about the the page um, that's dedicated to her cover of the magazine mm -hmm. and you know, how kids love taking selfies these days and mm -hmm. they have all these great tools online like picmonkey.com and um, these free tools where you know they could take their own picture and create their own magazine cover so that when they're in the line at the grocery store with mom or dad and they see a candidate or a leader on the magazine cover that maybe a little piece of them says, that could be me someday. I've created my own magazine cover. I'm heading for leadership success. Yeah. Oh, and that would be adorable. A mag to send each kid home with a magazine cover of themselves. Yeah. That with would their be top adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Every mom and dad would love that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and I like that you talk about community service, too, because I think that's something else we could incorporate into the classroom is figuring out something that the class cares about and finding a way to solve the problem because Definitely. then you can make what goes on in elections really personal for them. Right. And, and when they think about it um, and when they discuss it with their teachers that what leaders are, elected leaders are community servants. They're getting involved because they see problems they want to fix. They see, um, people that they want to support so um, that even kids can see problems that they want to fix, whether it's um, a wobbly desk chair in the classroom mm -hmm. or um, they, you know, talking about different nonprofit organizations in the community um, and letting kids choose one. And, and there are a lot of really easy ways to support nonprofit organizations that don't require giant fundraisers. Um, it could even be writing cards to families at the Ronald McDonald House. So, you know, helping them see that they've changed someone's life through their leadership is really powerful. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could see that really making a difference for, for kids doing something like that. Do you have any other ideas of how teachers can incorporate your book into the classroom? I think it's full of so many possibilities. Um, let's see. I definitely love um, the buttons and signs. Make I think mm -hmm. that's a really easy um, starter to get um, their ideas going. Um, and I love the idea of them practicing either interviews or debates. And the debate wouldn't even have to be something really contentious. It could be this: the practice of standing up and uh, offering your opinion and and being bold enough to hear the other side of that argument. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. Um, and I love the idea of them practice voting. I know there are a lot of uh, groups who offer kids voting or even sometimes schools will do it. And I think that's terrific. I think it's a first um, step to building their knowledge of what it's like to vote and how important it is to vote so that we raise these civically minded students who will lead our world someday. 
Um, and I think there's a lot of fun that could be had too, just um, imagining what it's like in the White House. And Sadie brings a guinea pig to the White House, mm -hmm. but you know, sort of studying the history of what what are all of the animals who have lived in the White House. And I have actually um, researched that a tiny bit, and it's really fun. There are a lot more than dogs and cats. That would be really interesting. Than a guinea pig in the White House. There has I, been a guinea pig in the White House. I believe it was Theodore Roosevelt, um, and they're, they're a long list. You would be surprised at the number yeah. of animals, of pets there have been at the White House. So, um, yeah, and I think uh, it could also jump off into conversations about role models and, and leaders. They say you can't be what you can't see. So if girls haven't seen as many um, top leaders as boys, let's help them find, you know, who is the... COO of Facebook, it's Sheryl Sandberg, who, you know, help them identify um, someone that they might not know to Google or understand about yet and help them start to, to build their own personal list of um, women that they would like to be like. I think that'd be exciting. I love your book. It's Thank adorable. You. Thank you. I think everybody's going to love it and run out and get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. This, um, you know, it's something fun to talk about with kids. And I think parents um, kind of get into the cycle of the the, the election has a different um, impact on parents. And um, I think that kid this will give families something fun to talk about um, the future leadership that's in their own household, you know, mm -hmm. and teachers to talk about, you know, all of you will be the leaders that are leading our country someday. So start thinking now, what, what is it that you want to do? And let's start practicing those leadership skills like confidence and public speaking and opinion sharing and um, all those bold things that will make you a great leader. Mm -hmm. And that's such a positive way to, to talk about things with kids that's going to be so powerful for them, I think. Definitely. Do you have any last points you want to share? Um, I think uh, I'm just really excited to be able to, um, first of all, have a book where I can, you know, have readings and hang out with little kids because mine are getting older. So <laughs> I love the age group that this book is written for, four uh -huh. to eight. Um, I just think they're full of excitement and energy and they're just ready for these leadership seeds to be planted. So I'm excited to go out and talk to lots of kids this fall about, about maybe becoming a candidate someday or becoming a leader of some sort someday. And, um, and I hope that they go home then and talk to their parents about um, campaigns and leadership and how excited they are about it. And just um, my ultimate goal is just for every child um, to see themselves as someone who can make a difference. And um, I love that starting with this age and just sort of planting those seeds early. Mm -hmm. So one thing um, I guess I didn't talk about, but that will be fun that we'll get done by publishing day mm -hmm. um, is I'm working to create kind of a toolkit for parents and teachers. Oh. For, so kind of what we're talking about, uh -huh. but maybe something on paper that mm -hmm. they can, you know, print out and say, you know, here's how I'm going to use this book to, to help have a broader discussion about campaigns or mm -hmm. about leadership. So that will be coming. Okay. Um, so downloadable content. And then I thought I might add some um, 
coloring pages too to the website. Oh, so that would be so fun. when I, I get those done, I'll, I'll share those, but Okay. Yeah. I'd love to see those. Those sound really fun. Thank you. And I do. I love how positive your book is because <laughs> my, my seven-year-old is so stressed out about the election. <laughs> yeah. He is so stressed out about it. And then I read your book and I thought, this is what I need to show him. <laughs> I had someone view me during the crowdfunding phase, and it was uh, Chapel Hill Magazine, and they said, we were just so glad to see something that we could cover about the election that was positive. <laughs> so I said, okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I think maybe that's the tip for parents is how do you pivot? You want to talk about this with your kids. You want to talk about elections, but you're like, hmm, do I really want to open this can of worms? But yeah. when you can pivot to you are ne the next generation, you can start talking about that. and. And, makes and, it a little yeah. bit easier. Yeah, it does. And so doable, much more. I think. Yeah. And so much more child friendly. Well, thank you for being on the podcast and for talking about your book and all your wonderful ideas. <laughs> Fun. Thank you so much. This is terrific. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. And we hope everybody goes and gets Mary's book because your class is going to love it. And if you'd like any other resources for your classroom this November, we have a great election unit too. I love this election unit. It's really a great cross-curricular mix of activities to bring the election process into your classroom. And don't forget that if you leave a rating and review of our podcast before the end of September, you will be randomly entered to win a free year of ESGI. And you're going to love ESGI. If you haven't signed up for your free trial, do it right now because you can get going using it in your classroom. When you sign up, enter code B7227 and get going on the best assessments you'll ever find for kindergartners. See you later, everybody. Have a good, have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say have a good night, but no, they might listen in the day. Have a good weekend. No. <laughs> Have a good life. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit EduPodcast Network. Dot com. That's edupodcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?